Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here you. on Church Boy uh, Confessions. Uh. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Welcome to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. And I really just have one question to ask. Which one of you people sinned? Who sinned? What type of heat is this? What's going on? You know, maybe you're in Southern California. Maybe you're not in Southern California. Lucky you. Oh, actually, it'd be hotter. I This heat is out of pocket, and it only reassures me that I cannot live anywhere that gets hotter than this. So if you live in a place that gets hotter than 90 degrees, I, I can never I could never personally I could never I just want to know who sinned that God's wrath has turned upon us in such a way I got the sweat rag back out and in action on full like deployment because man it's hot the AC's on the AC at our house is not like great right now we gotta like fix it but it's just madness man but um I hope you guys had a great week yeah let's start there I hope you guys had a great week um, I've had a pretty solid week. Um, you know, things have been cool. Things have been challenging. You know, the diverse array of trials, various trials I was talking about last week. You know, they're still they're still there a little bit, you know, here and there. But, you know, God's been good. God has been faithful, which is really what we're going to talk about today. But before we get into that, I have to say there's no Bible study today. Bible study is, you know, typically the first Monday of every month. Um, but since today is a holiday, let's see what holiday is. I'm sorry, I forgot. I always get uh, Labor Day and Memorial Day mixed up. Let's see. <laughs> it's Labor Day. Um, yeah, so, you know, happy Labor Day, everyone. You know what I'm saying? So Bible study is not going to be today. Instead, it's going to be next week, September 12th, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Um, if you have not signed up, the sign up link is in our Instagram bio right now. So you can go and sign up. It's also going to be in the descript- the YouTube description, the, um, the podcast description, and so on and so forth. Sign up so you can get the Google link. If you've already signed up in the past, you will get the Google link sent to your email regardless. All you got to do is tap that link and join. Um, and yeah, we only go for an hour. It's going to be really good. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys know what the topic is closer to the date, probably sometime this week. So, um, yeah, so that's going to be Bible study coming up next week. Um, aside from that, man, you know, I just want to do a quick shout out to everybody who's now back in school, like myself, you know what I'm saying? Like shout out to you guys. I know, you know, school can be really challenging for a lot of people, but it's also can be very exciting if you're going in person. I'm kind of one of those boring people that just do it online. Well, shout out to us, man. Shout out to everybody doing school online. But, you know, it's tough. Nonetheless, um, I've definitely kind of felt some apprehension um, just knowing that I've gone through all my syllabi and I know that I'm in for a doozy. But, you know, what's been keeping me, man, what's been keeping me afloat right now is God, ladies and gentlemen. And that is exactly what we are going to talk about. We're going to talk about why I've been able to be at peace, man. Aside, like, even though all these different things have just gone in ways I wouldn't exactly want them to go, God has truly been keeping me at peace. And it hasn't been because he's specifically done something. Well, he's done a lot, of course, obviously. But even some of the, like, diverse trials I was talking about last week that are still kind of like, you know, um, bothering me in some type of way. Like 
I have still been able to acknowledge God's faithfulness. So I wanted to do an entire episode where we talked about God's faithfulness because it's one of those, sorry, my allergies. Um, it's one of those, um, it's one of those topics that are just so like, yeah, God is faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. You know that hymn, great is thy faithfulness. It's actually one of my favorite hymns of all time. Great is thy faithfulness and how great thou art are like two of my favorite hymns of all time. And to God be the glory. But yo, we talk about faithfulness all the time. God's faithful, God's faithful, God's faithful. But for me, whenever I hear stuff like that, like those like common Christian phrases, it gets to a point where I've heard it so much that I don't even think about what it actually means. And the real like meaning of it just gets lost in the sauce because like people who have said it a million times. Um, but this week, man, like, well, last week I was so like that, that phrase hit me, man. And, and, um, it's really been encouraging me as I'm looking towards a future where it's going to be very busy again. You know, things have already been busy this summer, but they're going to get busy again. I'm going to have the papers again. I'm going to have to watch these lectures again. I'm going to have to do school again. I'm going to have to, you know, on, on, on top of all of the stuff that I've been doing already, I've told you guys about the increased amount of responsibility that I've gotten at my church. You know, I've talked about, you know, the responsibility and the load of doing everything with the UA. Um, and then also with my job, like I literally work a nine to five. So I'm doing a lot. It's hard to juggle. I'm not the person that prides myself on doing a lot anymore. I used to be the person like, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I just got a lot going on. But this is not the life that you want to live. I don't, I'm only living this life because God has told me that this is my cross to bear. Other than that, the grind life, the the, you know, hustle and bustle life, if that's for you, good for you man like i think they call it the soft life i is that what it's called i like that i don't if that's is that for guys too i don't know if it's for guys that's the life that i believe that i was meant to live that one yes absolutely but you know i gotta bear my cross man but lamentations chapter 3 verse 22 to 24 really has been helping me through this time um and I've talked about this in a, and I think it was episode 140 something. I've talked about Lamentations because Lamentations is just one of those books that I feel like not a lot of people think about or talk about. But nevertheless, I'm going to read this verse and then I'm going to talk about the meaning of it um, in context and then where I want to take it today. So Lamentations chapter three, verse 22 to 24, it says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I put, um, therefore, I hope in him. May God bless your hearing and reading and understanding of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. This is what we're going to talk about today. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. That is what I have been repeating in my head. Through his mercies, we are not consumed. All the trials and tribulations that have come to my mind, I just continue to repeat it. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. The different trials in life can come and they can try to crush me. They could try to kill me. They could try to let me, oh man, discourage me, drag me down, drag me to and fro, throw me outside the window, so on and so forth. But let it be known today that through the Lord's mercies, I am not consumed. It's not because I'm strong. It's not because I'm wise. It's not because I'm more righteous than you. It's not because I'm more better than anybody at all. I just said more better. Obviously, I'm not that intelligent. I just want you to understand that through the Lord's mercies, I am not consumed. I have a lot on my plate. I have a lot of problems everywhere. Like in all of my responsibilities that God has given me, there's a problem that I can pinpoint. And I can tell you that this is what's, you know, been trying to, you know, discourage me and get me down. And I want to, to tell you today 
that it's through the Lord's mercies that I am not consumed. And just like you, the reason why you're able to stand today is because of God's mercies. A lot of the times when we get in these spaces where we are so burdened with the amount of problems that we have in our life, do understand that you are still living and you are still breathing. You still woke up this morning and that's because of God's mercies. His compassions are new every morning. Sometimes when God doesn't show up the way we want him to show up, we think that he's gone. We think that he's not being loyal. We think that he's forsaken us, but we are serving the God that said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Do take God's words very seriously because with his words, he created the foundations of the earth. This universe was created with his mouth and with his mouth. He said that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Do understand that. That means he will actually never leave you nor forsake you. I want to talk about God's faithfulness today. Faithfulness is something that in this, today's society is almost seemingly not even people don't even think about it anymore. Do you know people don't care about it anymore? Or maybe people do care about it, but everywhere you see on social media, you see in pop culture, whatever, faithfulness is just something that is it's a virtue. Yeah. You know, it's something that we praise, but at the same time, it's not something that we expect from anybody nowadays. This person cheated on that person. That person cheated on this person. What is loyalty? You have all these fake friends. Even maybe you're, you're even a fake friend, but you say, talk about fake friends. <laughs> faithfulness. It's not something that we see. And, I'm, and when I say faithfulness, do understand I'm not talking about you have a lot of faith. I'm talking about loyalty. Where is that nowadays? Unfortunately, a lot of us don't have many good examples of faithful people, people who have been faithful, who have been loyal to us in life. But do understand that God is not people. God is God. And the Bible says great is his faithfulness. And this past week, I was thinking about God's faithfulness. And I, I want to I want to add a couple words to the, the, pra- the phrase that we hear all the time. God is faithful. Great is his faithfulness. It's great is his faithfulness to me. God is faithful to me. You know, we always encourage each other to be faithful to God. Be faithful to God. Be faithful to God. Be faithful to the task and so on and so forth. But I want you, for let, let's for this episode, let's talk about the faithfulness God has to us. Isn't it crazy when you really think about the way that a husband ought to be faithful to his wife, the way that a wife ought to be faithful to her husband, even more so is how God is faithful to us. God is loyal to us. We always talk about how we ought to be loyal to God. And yes, we should be. But let's talk about God's loyalty. Can we do that for this episode? Because that's what's been like. It's just been one of those things that's like really stood out to me this week. God is faithful to me. You see, because I'm going into a, a lot of a lot more you know, heavy load on my shoulders Going into September and then, you know, all up until December 22nd. Literally, they have the final opens on December 19th and closes December 22nd. Literally. This is what these people are doing. <laughs> but nevertheless, all the way into uh, up until December 22nd, I know it's going to be a war. I know it's going to be a lot. You know what I'm saying? A lot of time management. A lot of making sure I get work done, so on and so forth. A lot of responsibilities. And I'm going to need somebody in my corner i'm gonna need somebody leading me as well i'm gonna need somebody really supporting me where am i gonna get the strength from where, where am i gonna get the peace from and i remembered that god is faithful to me in this passage is jeremiah 
the prophet Jeremiah talking. And what's happening right now in Lamentations is that you know, in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah is literally prophesying to the children of Israel saying that, hey, you guys need to repent or else a big, huge day of destruction is coming your way. And guess what? The children of Israel did not repent. And that day of destruction did come by the hands of Nebuchadnezzar and the, and the Babylonian Empire. And this is taking place in six, around 600 BC. Um, and this happened. It's called the Babylonian exile. Look it up. Um, this is history. Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian Empire overtook Israel and even made an exile, I believe, where they took people from Israel and led them to Babylonia to be like servants or something like that. But this is around 600 BC. So after, you know, this, all this is going on, like children of Israel are being crushed and enslaved and just killed and destroyed everything, temples, everything just being tattered. And Jeremiah, for some reason, somehow, in some way, still saw the faithfulness of God to where he wrote that by his mercies, we are not consumed. He still saw a sliver of God's grace, his faithfulness, his mercy still shining through in a moment like that, when the destruction, when his wrath, when his chastisement fell upon the children of Israel. By his mercies, they were not consumed even though they were in such a tough predicament that they brought on themselves, even though that it looked like everything around them, there was no hope, even though their problems are no more knocking at their door, their problems are in the house and are rearranging everything. Jeremiah said that great is your faithfulness because I notice how you are still merciful through this entire thing. I notice how you have remembered your covenant with your people. And there's a reason why I'm still alive. And there's a reason why some of us are still here. Because you are still faithful to carry out the promises that you've given to us. Great is your faithfulness. We serve a loyal God. We serve a God that is faithful to us. And it's because of his faithfulness that we can have hope. It's because of his faithfulness that we can have strength. It's because of his faithfulness that we can have peace and salvation and so on and so forth. It's because of his faithfulness I have some type of confidence going into this next school year, going into the next three, four months of my life that I know are going to be very challenging. It's because I know that God is faithful. It's because I know that he is a very present help in the time of trouble. It's because I know that God actually wants to reward me and bless me. He wants me to be successful. He wants me to be victorious. He wants to grow me. He wants to mature me. He is someone that loves me he is someone that is loyal to me much more than i am loyal to anybody in my life you think you're a loyal person god is more loyal than you think of the most loyal person that you have in your life god is more loyal than that person he is perfectly faithful he is perfectly loyal and i really need us to understand the significance of this we read from Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 to 24. And um, in verse 23 is when it says, great is your faithfulness. And the Hebrew word that it uses there is called, and I'm going to really try. I literally looked up the pronunciation, but it's called uh, emunah. Emunah. That's what it is. Um, and, and the definition that, that was, that was given to me was, uh, it was like a list of words, firmness, fidelity, steadfastness, steadiness. 
And when I saw fidelity, that really stood out to me. And you already know what the analogy is going to come for this fidelity, man. I started thinking about relationships. I started thinking about how like, man, like if you could think of the most faithful husband on planet or the most faithful wife on the planet, God is infinitely more faithful than that person is because he's perfectly faithful. God exceeds the faithfulness of the most faithful wife or husband. God doesn't want you to be like, he doesn't want to leave you. He doesn't want to, to forsake you. He wants to remain faithful to you. He pledges his loyalty to us. And I, I don't know, like when I hear that, man, it's just like the first thing that comes to me is just like, what on earth have I done? to even deserve God to be faithful to me, to always want what's best for me, to never turn his back on me. Even when I've literally turned my back on him, why is it that God would want to be faithful to me? That's interesting because, you know, in our society, we don't we're not faithful to somebody unless that faithfulness is reciprocated. And we don't even see anything wrong with that. I'll tell you the truth. If someone's not faithful to me, chances are I'm not gonna be, you know what I'm saying, chasing after them. You know? I might not get them back. Like I saw this one, uh I was watching this TV show, it was like one, you know, wife cheat on her husband, so then the husband cheats on her wife and stuff like that. That's what we think is, you know, faithfulness, you know what I'm saying? Like faithfulness is is only something that we have when it's reciprocated and so on and so forth. But you have to think about how God, God's faithfulness, if you want to get a glimpse of what God's faithfulness really looks like, just a glimpse. Look at the husband who sticks by his wife even though she cheated on him. Or look at the wife who sticks by her husband even though he cheated on her. And the reason why I say that is because Time after time after time, we turn our backs on God. Even we go as far to idolize things, which is adultery in the eyes of God. God is that husband. He is that spouse who is faithful to us, even though we have been unfaithful to him time and time and time again. If God's faithfulness to us exceeds the faithfulness of the husband that can stay with the cheating wife. I feel like that should bring some type of peace, some type of knowledge, some type of security in just knowing that, wow, God really does love me. Because great is his faithfulness and by his mercies, you are not consumed. I want to go somewhere. I've been looking for this. verse. I've read this verse once. I read this passage once and then I like could not find it again. And I forgot where it was in the Bible and like whatever. And I just like kind of I also kind of forgot about it. But nevertheless, I wanted to bring it up again, man, because, you know, this is a place where God actually paints his relationship um, with the children of Israel and and um, makes them a comparison or it makes like a metaphor, like an extended metaphor of them being an unfaithful wife. And it's going to be in Ezekiel. And this is a little long, but nevertheless, Ezekiel 16 and 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 let's let's just read it. Let's just read it, cause like man, like let's just this just kind of gives us a glimpse of what's in God's mind and what has actually happened between God and mankind. So Ezekiel chapter sixteen, starting at verse one, 
Then another message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, confront Jerusalem with her detestable sins. Give her this message from the sovereign Lord. You are nothing but a Canaanite. Your father was an Amorite and your mother a Hittite. On the day you were born, no one cared about you. Your umbilical cord was not cut and you were never washed, rubbed with salt and wrapped in cloth. No one had the slightest interest in you. No one pitied you or cared for you. On the day you were born, you were unwanted, dumped in the field and left to die. But I came by and saw you there helplessly kicking about in your own blood. As you lay there, I said, live. And I helped you to thrive like a plant in the field. You grew up and became a beautiful jewel. Your breast became full and your body hair grew, but you were, but you were still naked. And when I passed by again, I saw that you were old enough for love. So I wrapped my cloak around you to cover your nakedness and declare my marriage vows. I made a covenant with you, says the Lord, says, says the sovereign Lord, and you became mine. Then I bathed you and washed off your blood and I rubbed fragrant oils into your skin. I gave you expensive clothing of fine linen and silk, beautifully embroidered and sandals made of fine goatskin leather. I gave you lovely jewelry, bracelets, beautiful necklaces, a ring for your nose, earrings for your ears, and a lovely crown for your head. And so you were adorned with gold and silver. Your clothes were made of fine linen and costly fabric and were beautifully embroidered. You ate the finest foods, choice flour, honey, and olive oil, and became more beautiful than ever. You looked like a queen, and so you were. Your fame soon spread throughout the world because of your beauty. I dressed you in my splendor and perfected your beauty, says the sovereign Lord. But you thought your fame and beauty were your own. So you gave yourself as a prostitute to every man who came along. Your beauty that 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 your beauty was theirs for the asking. You used the lovely things I gave you to make shrine, shrines for idols where you played the prostitute. Unbelievable. How could how could such a thing ever happen? You took the very jewels and the gold and silver ornaments I had given you and made statues of men and worshipped them. This is adultery against me. You used the beautifully embroidered clothes I gave you to dress your idols. Then you used my special oil and incense to worship them. Imagine it. You set before them as a sacrifice the choice flour, olive oil, and honey I gave I had given you, says the sovereign Lord. Hmm. I'll stop there. No, I'm not gonna stop there. Verse twenty. Then you took your sons and daughters, the children you had born to me, and sacrificed them to your gods. Was your prostitution not enough? Must you also slaughter my children by sacrificing them to idols? I don't know if that makes you guys uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. In all your years, that conversation is coming. In all your years of adultery and de- and 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 what's oh, sorry, sorry, detestable sin. You have not once remembered the days long ago when you lay naked in a field, kicking about in your own blood. May God bless hearing and reading and understanding of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. That's scripture, y'all. 
where God paints this analogy of having brought up this fine woman from the ashes, from nothingness, and making her holy and perfect and beautiful, and then her using that same thing that God had given her to prostitute herself, to commit adultery or idolatry, and turn her back on on God. And, you know, that is some poetic stuff right there, man. And it's also real stuff. And that's what our unfaithfulness looks like. Yet God is still faithful. Yet somehow when God had crushed Israel under the foot of Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian Empire, Jeremiah could still somehow see those slivers of grace and mercy shining through and said, by his mercies, he is not consumed. God's passions can fail not and great is his faithfulness. I need you to understand how great the faithfulness of God is to you. God is loyal to you. God has perfect fidelity. God loves you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And if he is more faithful than the husband that is faithful to his wife even after she is cheated, then do understand the love that God must have for you. And I pray that that love, that knowledge of that love, the knowledge of God's faithfulness, him truly wanting what's best for you and wanting you in your entirety, I truly hope that you understand that God is not playing with your life. He's not just sitting back, allowing you, waiting for you to suffer because he just likes to watch it. No. It's bigger than that. It's much bigger than that. And you might not see it now, but I hope that you can trust in the Lord, that you can hold on to his hand, that you can endure and that you can conquer this because you are capable because you have him. Great is his faithfulness and it is by his mercies that he bestows on us. I don't care what happens today. I don't care what happens tomorrow. I don't care what happens next week, a month from now, a year from now. By his mercies, you shall not be consumed in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak that over your life. I speak that over my life as well because God is sovereign. The devil can never win. The enemy can never win. If you are following him, if you are steadfast, if you are following him, if you're not denying him, the devil can never get the upper hand, can never win in your life. But even when you have turned your back on him, God is so faithful. He's loyal to you. More loyal than you've ever been to anybody in your life. And that loyalty is going to stay there. Is going to stay there. That's how much he loves you. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this word. Thank you so much for this episode. Thank you so much, Lord, for your faithfulness. And I just pray, God, that you help us to never lose sight of it, Lord. We can only see a glimpse with the analogies that we put together, Lord. But help us, Father God, to see the manifestation of your glory, your mercy, your grace, your faithfulness in our lives each day. Help us to pay attention to it, to acknowledge it, even when we have so much mounted up against us. Even when we are under your chastisement, God. Or even when we're going through the diverse array of trials in our lives that just seem to have no end. They do have an end. And by your mercies, they shall not consume us. 
They can knock us to the floor. They can smack us in the back of the head, Lord, but we shall not be consumed and we shall endure it. And one day we shall conquer it in the mighty name of Jesus. So I thank you for your faithfulness, O God. And by your faithfulness, I pray that you help us to conquer in this school year, conquer in our social life, conquer in our work life, conquer in our work-life balance, conquer in all of our responsibilities. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. I'll see you guys next week at Bible study. I love you guys. Take care. Peace.